Hey everybody, welcome to Wandering Into the Woods, a podcast brought to you by the creators of Adventures with BG. I'm Linda. And this is Jarrett. And today, Jarrett will be taking you and us to the edge of the world. So Jarrett, what is the edge of the world? Um, so the edge of the world is a place uh, near Riyadh. It is an escarpment, um, which means it's just a, a large section of the earth that was pushed out of the ground. So it makes this giant cliff and it goes into the desert. Uh, it, it overlooks the desert. So it just looks like nothing past it. So that's why it's known as the edge of the world. Large cliffs sticking up a couple of thousand feet in the air and overlooking nothing. So if I'm imagining it from your point of view, you're at the top of this huge cliff. Yes. And all you can see in front of you is the horizon. Yeah. The horizon and sand. Yeah. So, so that's why you feel like you're at the edge of the world. Yes, that's, that... how, that's how it received its name. Wow. And do you know the local name for it? Uh, I mean, I looked it up. I never heard anyone say it. Everyone you know, that I talked to uh, spoke English well enough, and they referred to it as the edge of the world. But I guess in actual Arabic, it's Jebel uh, Firan. And so that, that could be close to an approximation of what it would be in Arabic. Okay. Yeah, I don't speak Arabic, so I'm going to take your word for it. Um, and what led you, or, or what, what made you say, geez, I'm in one of the most historic places on earth. I got to go see the edge of the world. Uh, I mean, Riyadh is a fairly new city as far as uh, the Middle East goes. Um, so there's not a whole lot of things around there. Um, it's kind of sectioned off into the desert area. Um, so it's, it's one of the top attractions. If you look at anything, it's like, go to the edge of the world for Riyadh. Um, so it's pretty, pretty simple as, as far as like things that you can do. So it's on top of the list and it's not really digging hard to find it or anything. Ah, okay. Okay. I wasn't aware that Riyadh was one of the newer cities in the Middle East. I mean, roughly, I think it's, you know, I mean, it's all comparative. I would imagine in the Middle East. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. But it was, it was established as a modern city. I think the 1800s is when they actually started building Riyadh proper. Oh, okay. So how did you get to this, um, to, to the edge of the world? How, how does one get there? Um, if you're in a hotel or staying in an Airbnb in Riyadh? Yeah. So it's, um, probably an hour uh, from Riyadh itself, um, it's paved roads, easy to get to, um, and then there are three routes that take you through the desert itself um, of varying complexities and difficulties. There's the south route, um, which is, I guess, well known. It's only open on Friday and Saturdays, allegedly. We went on a Saturday, and there was a gate uh, with a government SUV backed up to it, so no one could definitely get into it. So I don't know. The south route is supposed to be pretty easy. But we couldn't figure it out so because it was literally blocked off on one of the days it was supposed to be open. And I've read a lot of the Google comments or reviews that say don't count on it. Then there is the north route. This is the way that we took out to the edge of the world. And it is by far, it's got to be the most uh, complex and technically difficult. Um, we were in a Tahoe with four-wheel drive. You definitely, on this route, need a large vehicle with plenty of clearance because you go through some like dry creeks and over some big rocks. It's pretty treacherous. Uh, a lot of the recommendations if you take the north route is to go in a pair of vehicles in case one gets stuck or flat tire because there's not a whole lot of cell phone reception out there. I did have a little bit with Mobly or Moblify. It's not, it's not the main carrier in Saudi Arabia, but it worked a little bit out there. 
Um, so we took the north route out, uh, super rough uh, terrain. And then on the way back, we actually came down this other route. The middle route is what we just ended up calling it. Probably could have made it out there in a car, but I'd recommend some sort of all-wheel drive vehicle because there was some loose sand and you'll need a little bit of clearance. Yeah, it sounds like if you go in your car, your car would end up might end up pretty messed up at the end. And if you go in a car on the north route, it's not going to make it. Like, it just won't make it. You need clearance. <laughs> the middle route, you may have a chance. And then, so once out there, um, you're on top of these large cliffs. If you're used to, like, uh, I don't know, the Grand Canyon or anything, there's, like, trails and rim trails and stuff. You're just kind of out on your own. Like, if you wanted to go off in any direction, you really can. There's no stopping you. Um, but before we actually made it out to... Um, to the edge, uh, there is something called the secret or hidden bat cave. Um, it's it's kind of in a depression, uh, just I don't know, let's say ten feet off the road. It's a hole with a ladder sticking out of it. You can go down in there. It looks like one big chamber, and the opposite of that chamber is a pathway that leads back. There was actually bats in there, so we didn't go all the way, but it probably runs 100, 200 feet. And there was uh, larger bats that we saw and decided to turn around, not because we were scared, but you know, just not to disturb them. Were you? I mean. It, w- it's called a bat cave, so weren't you prepared to see bats? Um, or, or what was the expectation? Not a lot of people uh, even mentioned bats and the little bit of information you can see. I, I figured it was more of a joke for like it being a cave and bats are just in them. Ah, okay. Yeah, but there wasn't a whole lot of information about there actually being bats in there one way or not or if, based on the seasons. All right. And just to be, you know, for our listeners, what season were you there in, uh, I guess it would have been spring for our our similar. Yeah. It would have been around March. Okay. Yeah. So the, still fairly cool there. I think the high got up to like 80 degrees or something. So um, so once I, I definitely recommend swinging over to the Batcave. The north and the middle route, you come pretty close to it just on the, the road in. Um, so, you know, go over there, check that out, go down the ladder, take a headlamp. It's very dark. I take a pretty good lamp. Uh, the guy that came with me had a, like one of the cheaper like Walmart ones that had, you know, pretty low looms and he had a hard time like seeing. So I, I had like like 400 loom one and it worked a lot better and he had to stick pretty close to me because of that. Wow, that's amazing that it could be that dark. Yeah, I mean, it's a cave. No light makes it in once you get out of that uh, initial chamber. And then so if you look for the, that, that cave, as long as you know that you're looking for a cave, it's in Google Maps. So you can find it and it'll take you right there. And then once out, um, we went to the edge itself. Uh, he parked kind of far away from the parking area. I, I do air quotes for that um, because when he went the first time, the guy that took me, the road was really messed up and you couldn't drive all the way. So we parked too far away and had to walk like an extra mile. Oh, wow. Yeah, probably a little bit less, but let's just say a mile for, you know, rounding sake. Um, so then we walked in. There is kind of like this... I don't know, tower that everyone walks to. You can get some great shots from it. Looking back at the the cliffs and the escarpment itself. For the gram. Yeah. And out just, you know, looking out over the the terrain. Um, People I went with weren't really into hiking, so we didn't do a whole lot of looking around. But you have the option, like I said earlier, you could just wander around and it's kind of up to you how brave you feel and where you want to go. You can take it down too. There's There's a feature called the window where there's two smaller peaks that you can walk down through and then go down to the desert floor and then look back up at the cliffs themselves. So I know a lot of people do that, but it's probably quite a few miles. 
um, if, if you've got that kind of energy. And it's rough and, you know, sandy and rocky. But that whole area is just full of canyons and washouts and ravines. So there's a lot of cool stuff to look out. Um, if you're used to seeing green, that's not going to be a thing that's there. It's all going to be brown and sand colored. It's a desert. Yeah. I mean, there's some shrubs and stuff and maybe some grasses. But, you know, for the most part, there's there's not things. Okay. Yeah. And then so on the way back out after, we, you know, we'd hiked, done the pictures, saw the cave, we came out by the... We can't kind of like navigated ourselves following this middle route. So we found it, took it out real smooth. You could probably get there with a car if you had to. So, Jarrett, overall impressions? Um, I mean, I liked it. Uh, as far as like the other things to do in Riyadh, it's like museums and things or shopping. Um, so being an outdoor oriented person, you know, this was, this was, I mean, a lot of fun. I wish I could have done more had I had the opportunity or was there on my own or with a, a more, with a group more in tune with what I liked. So I would have definitely walked down to the floor, but seeing the cave going in there and just spending some time, it was a lot of fun. What were your thoughts as you were standing there at the edge of the world? Um, I mean, it's kind of a neat experience, you know, all the stuff that I'm used to mountain, grand Canyon, other canyons, like in Arizona, you you know, you're used to seeing green down in there. Mm -hmm. And so it it has this whole other, I guess, otherworldly feel, you know, like you're looking at at the moon or something Uh because it's just a big expanse, um, with nothing, you know? So it's kind of a different mindset. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, I don't like it because of that, but it was, it was neat and worthwhile. Yeah, it's a completely different experience. Yes. It's what it's sounding like. I I don't know that I've ever been somewhere where essentially it feels like, you know, I take another step and it's a complete drop off. <laughs> yeah. It feels like that's what that's what I'm I'm just kind of I'm, I'm picturing uh, as I you're mean, imagine the Grand it. Canyon just barren. You've been there. Yeah, I have, and that's that's kind of the reference I'm using. Yeah. Sitting at one, one of those cliffs, imagining I can't see any of the bottom um uh what do you call it? Like trying to imagine that it's just flat in front of me or flat desert in, fr- um, in front of me underneath. Yeah. So yeah, that would be really interesting. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of the Saudis, they camp out there. Uh, it's not quite what we call camping. I mean, it's more of a glamp kind of scenario. They oh, okay. take out like tents and coolers and bring wood from somewhere. I don't know where they get their wood, <laughs> but they'll start bring wood to start fires and they do stuff out there and uh, probably they, it's you know dry country so there's no alcohol so you'll see like cans and bottles of non-alcoholic like Budweiser and stuff okay so but they go out there and camp um they'll spend a weekend I don't know you know around a fire eating and just mm-hmm. hanging out in that area so along the way wow sounds like a great experience yeah I mean they seem to like it uh, I don't know that a lot of Americans would enjoy it the same way but you know different kind of perceptions and what we have and what they don't have were you only with other men or did you have other uh, women in company no it was men okay yeah because I was going to ask you like if I'm a woman is there a certain or even for the men was there a specific attire because there's different places across the world where you have to dress certain ways is one of those places where you have to dress a certain way so the the edge of the world is kind of one of those places that you could wear shorts as a man um but not in town like you should be in pants unless you're you know working out or doing something like hiking okay so shorts are kind of acceptable out there it's not like there's anyone really to police you either for men for men um we did see families out there with women and they were they were in their full you know face covered hair covered Okay. And, you know, closed down to their ankle. Okay. So they came out as families like that. 
All right. And then there were some other, there were, we saw some other, I think, expat Brits and, you know, they were dressed in jeans and whatever, just like men. So, yeah, I, I would, I would be interested to hear from any of our listeners, you know, if they have any, any recommendations or thoughts for any women interested in visiting this place. Yeah. I mean, it would be, don't go alone. Either go on a group of women or okay. go with, at least with a group of men. And then they kind of put you in something called family section. Uh-huh. So... That's where mixed groups sit because it's generally for families, you know, husband, wife, and kids. Okay. But if, you know, men and women from not Arabic countries go and do stuff, they have to go to the family section as well. I see. Yeah. Okay. And so, Good yeah, to know. dress attire for men. And if, you know, you're a non-Arabic or person, then, you know, you're pretty free to wear wear whatever you want out at the edge of the world. But, you know, if you're Arabic... Um, You'll probably be in pants or you'll be completely covered if you're a woman. Okay. That's good to know. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it's always good to be mindful of the customs, local customs. Definitely. Thanks, Jared, for telling us about your visit to the edge of the world. Yep. If you'd like to hear about other places we've been to, you can listen to our prior episodes of Wandering Into the Woods. We also encourage you to follow us on our social media accounts. We are at Adventures with BG on Instagram and Facebook. And we're also online at adventureswithbg.com. Those are the letters B and G. Thanks for listening and stay safe as you wander into the woods.